Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Greetings, everyone, all across the universe. Laszlo Montgomery here. The season three finale for you. That was the fastest ten weeks I ever experienced. Wan Seems like only yesterday. You're going to get your money's worth today. For the same low, low price you've been paying for all these past CSP episodes, you're getting a twofer this time. Today's Chengyu is eight characters long. Yikes! But it's another useful one and has quite an excellent pedigree. So let's not waste any more time with this idle chit-chat and polite talking. Let's break this long Chinese saying down to its constituent parts. One shi ju bei zhi qian dong feng. I know, quite long. Okay, let's look at the first four. One means 10,000. And shi means matter, a fear, or a thing to do. So one shi means 10,000 things to do, or... 10,000 matters. That's how you say the word everything in Chinese. One shi, 10,000 things. Ju means all are complete, and bei means to prepare. Ju bei, all prepared. One shi, ju bei, everything's all prepared. Now the second set of four characters. Zhi qian dongfeng. Zhi means only. And qian, well, that means to lack or to owe. So zhi qian, only lack, only lacking. And dong means east, and feng is wind. Dong feng, the east wind. Zhi qian, dong feng, only lack, the east wind. And after we string together all eight characters, it ends up sounding like this. Everything all prepared. Only lack the east wind. Oh boy, sounds heroic already. I can't wait to hear the story behind it. Lovers of Luo Guanchong's epic work, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms, no doubt have already figured this one out. Romance of the Three Kingdoms, the classic novel, was a fictionalized account of the main events from China's Three Kingdoms period, 220 to 280. This period was the cushion between the end of the Eastern Han and the beginning of the Western Qin. Most of the people in Luo Guanzhong's novel were actual historic people. But a lot of the stories, like the one I'm about to tell you, are fiction based on fact. This novel yielded some nice Chengyus, including this one. The background event for this story is the Battle of Red Cliffs, or Chirbi, at... Incredible naval battle happened right on the Yangtze River, not far from Wuhan, a city in China that has witnessed more than its 
fair share of historic events in both ancient and modern times. Our story happened at the tail end of the year 208 and the start of the year 209. The Eastern Han Dynasty at this time, 208-209, is still in existence, though not for long. The Han Emperor Xian was kept in the pocket of the mighty Chancellor Cao Cao and was merely a puppet at this stage. Cao Cao's power base was in the north of China, where the emperor resided. He had this idea one day to set himself up as emperor of his own dynasty. Now, opposing Cao Cao was a shaky alliance between the two power bases in the south of China. Liu Bei, from last episode, those flabby thighs, uh, based in the west, and Sun Quan in the east. These two enemies of Cao Cao had agreed to join forces to overcome the much more powerful armies to the north. It was now four centuries after Liu Bang founded the Han Dynasty in 206 BCE. The power of his once great ruling house had dissolved into these three contending kingdoms, all keen to seize the mandate of heaven. So this battle of Chirpi was meant to be a knockout punch from Cao Cao to both Liu Bei and Sun Quan. So he advanced south with overwhelming force and with a massive navy. I said this alliance between Liu Bei and Sun Quan was shaky. Two of their main men on each side, Zhuge Liang, representing Shu Han, and Zhou Yu, representing Sun Wu, they both had to worked together to come up with a plan to defeat Cao Cao, but neither trusted the other. And as the big showdown at Chirpi was getting closer, Zhou Yu came up with a brainstorm to use one of his trusted generals, Huang Gai, to feign a defection to the other side and lead a whole flotilla of ships into Cao Cao's direction on the other side of the river. Now those on the south side of the Yangtze saw how... Cao Cao's navy of landlubber northerners was all roped together in a line to keep the vessel steady and in a tight formation. You know, there were no Dramamine back in those days, so those troops were as seasick as can be. And the Yangtze River wasn't some quiet stream or bubbling brook. Zhou Yu's secret plan called for Huang Gai's ships to sail with the winds that reliably blew from the southeast at this time of the year. So the winds would blow the ships across the river from the southeast to the northwest. And as soon as they got within striking distance, Huang Gai's men would torch their ships that were filled with all kinds of incendiary materials. And then they'd jump overboard, and then the east winds would just blow these fire ships right into Cao Cao's unwitting navy, all tightly tied together and the whole armada, in one fell swoop, would get flamed. Well, when the moment came, Zhou Yu had everything in place. But wouldn't you know it, his best-laid plan, so meticulously put together down to the smallest detail, ended up being all for nothing. Wan, Shi, Ju, Bei, everything was prepared, except for one thing. Zhi, Qian, Dong, Feng, he only lacked the east winds. On that day, at the crucial hour... The winds were still. So Zhou Yu was rather dejected, and his rival, Zhuge Liang, stepped in. Now first, he wrote a poem to Zhou Yu, and it was in this poem that he wrote those immortal words. Wan shi ju bei, zhi qian dong feng. He had everything prepared, 
except for the east winds. So for the next three days, Zhuge Liang carried out these rituals and ceremonies, and then whatever he did to appease the spirits worked because they gave it another go a few days later. The winds started blowing briskly and reliably from the east, and this time, Zhou Yu's plan to use fire ships found their mark, and Cao Cao's navy got partially incinerated, and he suffered a devastating defeat. That wasn't the decisive battle between the three kingdoms, just one of them, but it was a big one. And as I said, after this Chirbijer John, the Battle of Red Cliffs, eh, there's still more than a decade to go before Cao Cao dies along with the Han Dynasty. And that will mark the official beginning of the Three Kingdoms period that begins in 220. Cao Cao's son will go on to found that Cao Wei dynasty that had eluded his father. Let me tell you, John Woo directed a four-hour epic film on this Battle of Redcliffe, so my little one-minute encapsulation barely does this milestone in Chinese history justice. Let me recommend that movie, Chir Bi, Redcliffs, if you never saw it, directed by John Woo. And also, while I have you here, let me also turn you on to Mr. John Ju's Three Kingdoms podcast. Yeah, there's a show out there that breaks the novel down chapter by chapter and spoon-feeds you the whole story. ThreeKingdomsPodcast.com. That's the number three. All lovers of all things Three Kingdoms, I heartily recommend this show. Episode 104, the famous Kaiser Guo did a guest appearance. So, Wan Shi Ju Bei, everything was totally prepared. But the plan failed because it only lacked the east wind. And without the east wind, it didn't matter how well prepared Zhou Yu was. So this is a situation I'm sure all of us have run up against. One time or another, you set out to do something, and the one thing you didn't think of, after you planned everything down to the smallest detail, didn't happen. And your whole big idea went down the old proverbial toilet a nice picnic at the park, you went out the day before and bought everything, packed it all up the night before, but when you woke up the next morning, it was pouring rain. Wan shi ju bei, zhi qian dong feng. I hope you don't have to use this one anytime soon. Okay, mes amis, that's it for our heroic episode this week. Laszlo Montgomery here, signing off from Los Angeles for the final time this season three. That was a fast 10 weeks, if you ask me. Please don't throw in the towel just yet. I'm going to go recharge my batteries and think up 10 more nice chungus for you in Season 4. I'll see you when I see you. Take care, everyone.